Geek Podcast. A show about nothing and everything. <laughs> Here we go. Official in person BLP episode 22. <laughs> wow. I didn't. Yeah. Oh, hey. What, what's that called, Tyson? The what? What's that thing called? Clacker. It's just a clacker? I was going to say that, but it felt it. very crude. Like it didn't feel like the right terminology. You dud good, son. <laughs> you dud good. I dud. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, how much of what we were just talking about can you talk about on the podcast? None of it? None. All right, moving right along. <laughs> <laughs> if you notice this mic drooping, you'll have to tell me, because I had no idea, and it was pointed right down at my crotch again. Well, I can't see All through right. the pop. The pop filter didn't move. I'm but. done, boys. You're just going to have to go home. All right, I've we had, quit. I've had it. <laughs> so make sure you like us on Facebook <laughs> Instagram follow us subscribe all that stuff I don't even have to fade out the intro it just will end and that'll be it <laughs> <laughs> oh my uh, well boys you just look great Cameron you're on your phone a lot yeah I am are Fine. you always on your phone I guess we wouldn't know <laughs> from all the zoom <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah fair boys I'm on the computer all day <laughs> Did you get in trouble with Chris? <laughs> Not yet. So yes. All right, so yet. Am I taking this part out? <laughs> Not at all. Hey, Chris, you might want to listen to the last one. <laughs> one of the guy, the other guy I work with, though, he listens to it, and he kind of said uh, nothing happened. I'm like, nope. That's We're funny. Good. I just like <laughs> that. Trying to get me in trouble. What are you doing? I still can't get over <laughs> that Cameron sits and watches vocal coach reactions. Yeah. I don't was, know why that just strikes me so. Yeah. Person who likes music probably the least in a way. Yeah, but you like yeah. music though. I do like it, but yeah. I'm not like, you know, hardcore and know how to play an instrument like some other guys. I mean, you know. totally hardcore if you know how to play an instrument. <laughs> I can't put two notes together. You guys are hardcore. I mean, there's lots of people that like music that don't play anything. So yeah. it's, you know. But I'm surrounded by people that are. Gary tried to teach me one time, and it did not go well. Well, it's one thing to like like music when you're not into it, but then you get into the reaction videos where they're talking about the difference between the major third and the minor third. I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. I'm like, I still don't. Listen to that Pogzetta. I'm like, what? <laughs> well, like, that. you're talking about that Doug Halvorin guy? As soon as the first note hits, he's like really strong, low D. And he knows the note without even like... I can find it, like, if I hear one and then I can sort of find it, but, like, to just know instantly what note that is. Like, just listening to it all, they just switched to F. Yeah. <laughs> really neat. And then he pauses it and he's like, classical does this to modulate to different keys. And you're like, oh, I'm learning a lot right now. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah. Gary, is your hat say gone Sasquatching? Gone Squatching. <laughs> I just noticed it. <laughs> I complimented him on it outside. Uh, that's awesome. Where do you even get that? Amazon. Yeah. <laughs> I wore a shirt wow. to school yesterday that said uh, hide and seek world champion and had the Sasquatch silhouette on it. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. This is just going to turn into one, like an episode like right now. We've never had our great debate. No, I'm just we have saying. not had a great there. debate. What do you mean? About Sasquatch. Cameron says no. I say no. Based like- on hard science of just because. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> You're we- saying conjecture. <laughs> what have, have we not talked about it for at least half of the existence of all of our episodes? Yeah, we keep bringing it up. We keep bringing we don't it up. Really it's like it. we give them a little tidbit. It's like breadcrumbs. We're just trying to lead to the big one. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Well, listen, I, I'd be scared. Tice, the way he reads manuals on ice cream machines, this guy might have his... <laughs> If he's all up to date on everything, what was announced yesterday for a discovery? Holy crap. Yesterday. (laughs) That the premiers are still fighting at a border? Oh, He hasn't seen it yet. He was too busy watching. I would love to see, though. As long as we're on that, and then I'll go back, because we'll do a little in the news bit here, whatever. I'm calling it by fall. Premier Higgs versus Premier Rankin. Celebrity boxing match. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Celebrity death match. I totally want to see that. 
Right at Rankin the has youth on his side, but I think Higgs would be so dirty about it. <laughs> they would have the Irvings greasing up the corner of Rankin, so he's yeah. slipping and sliding everywhere. Yeah. Robert Irving's putting it on his face and like pep talking him. <laughs> <laughs> Two by four sitting in, in the underneath the apron. <laughs> uh, yeah. Where'd you get that lumber? <laughs> Kent's? <laughs> you go down the list. It doesn't matter who wins, the newspaper's gonna write that Higgs wins. <laughs> <laughs> Man, it's some handy to own everything, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Man, that's convenient. <laughs> yeah. R- Rankin gets into his corner and like falls to the bottom. What happened there? I must have been shoddy wood. I don't know. Must have came from Nova Scotia. <laughs> so funny thing, I just I only like learned la- uh, last year. So if you go on Google Maps and you look at Moncton, like the satellite view, there's this big space in. Uh, it's just like north of Dieppe, like northeastern Moncton. It's a big patch. We're like, oh, they're, they really like built around that whole area and there's like nothing there. I wonder if they plan on developing it. And I learned that that giant patch, it's completely surrounded by houses, but it's this huge, it's, I don't know how many acres it would be. It's all Robert Irving's backyard. Go <laughs> <laughs> no away. Like, horse stables and stuff. Y- have you seen it? Yeah. Yeah. Like, like literally, if, like if you're like if if you don't know what I'm talking, like if you look at it and you just see the, you don't even have to zoom in. There's just a giant circle, and it's like like oh a quarter God. of the size of Eastern Moncton. It's his yard. <laughs> I never wow. knew that. He yeah. has like uh, yeah, he has horse stables there, and like uh, when you look at his house, most people have like mini mini splits and stuff. He has like. You can see on the roof, he has like commercial rooftop units. Rooftop units. All on his all on his house. Like it's it's quite wow. a yeah. Anyway. He's a big fan of the show. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not today's sponsor. <laughs> hey Bobby, shout out to you. <laughs> we get all our building supplies wow. at Kent's. Yeah. <laughs> we watched all of our hockey games at the Avenue Center. Uh, wow. Yeah, anyway, it's it's it kind of blew my mind. Wow. Like, you just look at stuff like that, and you think it's, like, undeveloped land, and then you find someone owns somebody's yard. No, it's someone's yard. yard. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. What's that? That's yeah. What's that 32 acres? That's his front yard. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's yeah. incredible. And you can, you, like, you can, you can almost see the conversations that took place because the developments form a super clear line <laughs> where right up where they went to everywhere they can develop all the way around it and it just stops <laughs> wow anyway yeah so I don't know he probably I guess he wouldn't uh, probably won't want to sponsor us now that we've <laughs> that we called him out for Shoot. his huge giant yard <laughs> <laughs> yeah like Bobby just to be clear we think it's cool yeah, I think it's great <laughs> Good for you. Who doesn't want a stable and commercial air conditioning unit? <laughs> His house is as cold yeah. as a meat locker. <laughs> hey, boys, you guys are uh, coffee drinkers? For sure. That was me sipping some coffee. <laughs> well played, Jeremy. Well played. Well, Red, World Reality Education is back. Uh, they are fully stocked up with their new coffee. Um, at Simply for Life in Miramichi. And if you live outside of Miramichi and you want to get a hold of a bag, just message the podcast or message uh, Red on their Facebook. Check out World Reality Education. If you want to get a bag, we will get a bag to you. $15 a bag. Um, They have medium roast and dark roast now. And it comes in whole bean or ground. Some of us like to grind our own beans for that freshness. Okay, and some people don't have grinders and they just want it made simple, grinded already, ready to go, but they now have both um, fair trade, organic, the works, you name it. Grown um, in New Brunswick, where it belongs. It was not grown in New Brunswick. But Coffee doesn't grow in New Brunswick. <laughs> That's a joke. That's a, he's just kidding, guys. Coffee doesn't grow in New Brunswick. But fair trade, um, ethically sourced, all that stuff, awesome. And it supports a good cause and supports the education of um, orphans overseas in Uganda. So $15 a bag. If you want to get a bag, just let us know. And we'll direct you on how you can do that. Thanks, everyone. In the news yesterday, in China, 
And now with all this news, scientists had to have a look at it first and everything, right? To verify it. They found it two years ago. Apparently it was found... That um, Sasquatch was caused the coronavirus. That's what you're going to well, say. Well, you just ruined the whole thing. <laughs> you just ruined the whole thing. That was it. No, no. No, some miners found a skull 60 years ago and were freaked out by it, so hit it. And then someone on their deathbed said that their grandfather or whatever said they hid this down a well while they were miners and it was all wrapped up and they went and looked for it and found it. And scientists have had a hold of it for two years and then announced that they had it yesterday with all the scans, here's all the footage of it, everything. It's legit. It's about 100,000 years old. It's not Neanderthal. It's, it's human. But the skull is twice the size of a modern man's skull. Two times the size. Okay. Oh, there I, it want is. To, I want to hear Cameron's thoughts. Sasquatch exists. <laughs> That's all the evidence Wait, I needed. No, on a side note, though, I do get a kick out of the news. 100,000 <laughs> Sasquatch had a human head. But the new, the new, that's exactly where that was going. Um, 100,000 years ago, Sasquatch had a human head. <laughs> he no, but it's, it's in one of those cool news of they have a whole moment of um, one of the headlines I read was like Science Today or whatever popped up on the thing. Um, new, newly announced discovery wreaks havoc on evolution timeline yet again. Mm-hmm. And I just, I read it out loud to my wife, like, will they just admit at some point they don't know? Oh, yeah. Because yeah. they just found something else and now they're going, oh, oh, <laughs> oh man, <laughs> what is this? Every time they do. Every oh, single time. Because last year it was a discovery in South Africa, right? That like, well, this isn't very old at all. How can that be here? And now they yeah. found another one that is old and it's like, well, that shouldn't be. It looks like a regular human skull, but it's massive. You guys, you just don't know. <laughs> keep looking. You'll keep finding stuff. <laughs> you just keep adding to the, oh, we'll bump this guy forward. We'll bump this guy back. He's right in the middle here. Sure. Yeah. I did think it was pretty cool, though, because it's literally twice the size. And Wow. Those of us that grew up in yeah. Sunday school. Uh, that's where I was, that was where I was going. That's a pretty massive skull. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For everyone that said there was no giants around the... Yeah. Do you know how tall and big you'd have to be to have a, a head that big? Yeah. Pretty big as, and tall. As big as... <laughs> <laughs> I felt like you were looking for a, a, a response. No, there. but I think one of the estimates read uh, read like eight to nine feet tall. I don't know, dude. To, to support a head that size, because the weight and everything, right? Like it would have to be proportional, yeah. Well, and yeah. It looks very regular. It looks like a human skull. Like there's no... Like you know, sometimes they look funny. Yeah. It doesn't. Like, it's very... Anyway. I think that's like uh, Goliath would have been something like yeah. that, right? Would have been around that height. Goliath right? and yeah. the boys there in the, back in the day. <laughs> the well, because all, all the... But what, where people get hung up on that stuff is all the cartoon pictures you saw when you were a kid. Yeah, all In right. Sunday school with the felt board where they're moving the characters around on the felt board, right? Yep. Um, made Goliath look like he was 20 feet tall, like he was a giant. Yeah. yeah. Right? Was, when in reality, it's like, no, no, no. I got to tell you, a giant among men, even today, would be like... Yeah. If you're eight feet tall, I'm peeing my pants. Yeah. Andre. That's a, yeah. yeah. That, Andre that's the a, giant. That's a massive. He was a big man. Maybe so, there was just more and Andre was in the sevens, right? So if this, if this guy, and it was a male, is eight to nine feet, that's above eight. That's, that's a massive individual. Yeah. Yeah. That's well, nothing yeah. you've ever seen. No. 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 Wow. But, you know, that's like you said. That actually has nothing to do with Sasquatch. I just thought that was pretty cool. They announced that. <laughs> <laughs> I, really I was going to say, are you all, switching but... over from the Sasquatch to the Nephilim here? Yeah. <laughs> all it supports is that a creature could be that big, right? But, yeah, it's, anyway. Right. But you see, uh, yeah. you see Jeremy, yeah. this is him doing his little breadcrumbs again. He's trying to lead us to that eventual big debate. Yeah. You have uh. nothing. Your whole defense on there's no Sasquatch is <laughs> because. Where's the body? <laughs> Show me a body. Show oh, my me. gosh. Show I me a that. skull. Show me a Cameron, skeleton. Show me a body. Are, just, 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 are bears real? Yes, and I have I think, seen bears. You've seen a bear? Yes. How many dead bears in the woods have you come across? None, because they're scavengers. They're scavengers. They're scavengers. They're scavengers. <laughs> oh. <laughs> 
Oh, I see. We thank you. Have, thank have you. I'll be here again tomorrow. I'm here. Oh, man. I'm leaving. See you later. Round one. <laughs> <laughs> wow, fatality. <laughs> well, we got five rounds, boys. First one goes to Tyson. Sorry, Woo! buddy. <laughs> I can take on Floyd Mayweather right now. <laughs> <laughs> no one saw the head fake too. <laughs> we saw the head stuck out. We were like, "Oh yeah!" <laughs> when you edit that, if you could make that pause more dramatic, that'd be great. <laughs> I'll put. Oh, oh man, I'm gonna put an echo so it like echoes into a giant cavern. And then yeah, he realized totally. what he had just said. Of course not. They're scavengers. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> Gary, how come you don't do the soundboard anymore? What happened? Uh, the cable I had was bad, so it was crackling more often than not. Oh. So when I was using <laughs> well, it, I was constantly <laughs> plugging in and unplugging my phone. And that and is that if you would apps. like to sponsor us again, we need an $8 cable. <laughs> <laughs> so we can do sound effects. Oh, Tyson, I, there's always stuff I forget to say. Every time on Zoom, when I would go to edit, every single text you got... Was like this super loud clicking, <laughs> popping noise. <laughs> and like you should have told me. I, I, I you know, because I don't hear the track, we, right? We so I don't know everything. <laughs> and I like, and the only other thing is too is I've experienced that once before. So if you saw how far this time my laptop and box was from me, <laughs> so it's the equivalent of like the people at home can't see you, but like your coffee table is pretty far from yeah. me. I sat back, my laptop's there, I'm watching the levels, the box is beside it, and I'm, I'm talking, for those of you who know, like I'm four or five feet away with my cell phone, but it still did it apparently. Yeah. So. <laughs> yes. Because like I'm using it, right? To, yeah. yeah. It felt anyway. like the microphone was inside your phone. <laughs> I remember back in the day. Back so in the loud. day, we were uh, when we used to do. Imagine, remember when we were allowed to do plays and stuff? Yeah. But we'd have eighteen to twenty-five headset mics, countrymen, right? All, all oh, countrymen yeah. on the stage, and you could tell if someone had a phone with Rogers, yeah, and you knew it, it was that. Rogers because yeah. the PA'd be going, and you'd hear the. <laughs> yep. Oh yeah, it's super distinct. <laughs> it also does. The, if like uh, this, my guitar amp. Whenever, if I set my phone on the amp, it would do that through the amp. Crazy. <laughs> no joke. Crazy. Anyway, I forgot to tell you that. It miraculously, it was like, it would never cut you off. It would always be when you weren't talking, which was nice. <laughs> <laughs> but I, cause sometimes I'd be like, what am I going to do if well, he's in the middle? Well, because then you could of- cut it out, yeah. I, yeah. You're right. Like, what am I going to do if he's in the middle? That's a lot of extra work for you, though. To- oh, no, no. It's, it's really not. It, like, you, you, you cut... Quick Stupid phone! Yeah. And now Pretty I obvious. And now I <laughs> Giant spike. Yeah. And now I can't give you little Easter eggs in Zoom. I know. And you didn't do that in the last one. I did, but he didn't throw it speaking over the of, uh, 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 Speaking of my phone wrecking stuff, actually, this wasn't my, uh, I really, my phone. Oh, sorry. No, so you'll like this, though. So last night, <laughs> on a virtual meet and greet, I met Lita from WWE, okay? And I'm talking, I thought, what is... Gary, she listens to MXPX. I thought, <laughs> what, what is something like, is everyone's going to ask the same things. Like, uh, I'm on these virtual and I'm watching. I know where this time, is going. And they always ask. I, I think, no, you don't. Just I, wait. How <laughs> <laughs> do you send that's, that's autographed different. 8x10s? <laughs> <laughs> right? But I'm asking, like, <laughs> yeah, hi, nice to meet you, Leah. But if you could get MXPX to send me an autographed 8x10s? Um, but I, I, I thought everyone always asked the same. Who is your favorite person to wrestle other than Trish? Who is your? I thought I'm not. Mm. I'm going to ask her about music because yeah. she she sang with the Luchagors for a while and stuff, <laughs> right? And I had listened to a couple of their tunes, and it's like I it's, didn't know that. It's yeah, but it's pop punk esque, right? Like it's very you know, it's not bad. So I, I asked her about her influences and told her I was an M- and she had listened to MXPX too and everything. She's in the middle of explaining to me that there's a couple new tours coming out and she's excited to go see a couple bands that I haven't played in a while and everything. Maddox sneaks down whenever I do these meet and greets, right? And so here I am with my phone up in my face, like selfie mode, so I can talk to her. Yeah. And I got the earbuds plugged into my phone, and the earbuds are in my ear, so there's no echo yeah. while I talk to her. And Maddox gets real close to my phone, and real close to my phone, and real close to my phone. <laughs> and then when he goes to get down, like he doesn't want to be on camera, but he wants to see. Hauls the earbuds out of the phone. The phone goes flying across the floor. The earbuds fall out of my ear. 
And uh, the whole bit while she's talking to me about music. So she watched the camera just tumble all over the place. And uh, he, 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 he bails on me. I, I had visions of, like, I don't know what he thought was going to happen to him, but when Gary told the story of when he hit, hit his dad's car with the lawnmower, Maddox just bails on me. He's gone. Maddox is currently in Venezuela. And it's one of those deals, like, I am not nervous or anything. <laughs> up until I drop that stupid phone on the floor when <laughs> he pulls the because now I'm all flustered yeah anyway she's laughing her head off she thought it was great and she gave the big when, when I got off the call she's like bye Maddox have a good weekend <laughs> like she was so awesome about it and he was great he, he got shy to come on camera but he yelled goodbye to her and stuff like that too but That's I just I, oh gosh it was just one of the, I just the administrator of the group Cameron's in that group too. Yeah. Messages me after and writes, Holy crap, your phone took a bump for Lita. <laughs> uh, what are the chances? That's amazing. Yeah, he, he, yeah I could just see his city. He, he would just run to the furthest place. <laughs> oh, yeah, he bailed around the couch around the corner and hauled, hauled the blanket up over. But, like, but the question uh, is when it was rolling, if you could seen him running away, it would have even been yeah. kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> If you the, the glimpse of the feet. Just a little dust cloud Scramble. all around the corner. Anyway, Maddox, buddy, if you're listening, no one's mad, but it was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny. It was probably the call she remembers the most. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. 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 I like I like actually that you think of actual questions to ask though. Cause like you always get those things and people ask always the find thing. themselves on it when they've put no thought into it. Who's your Favorite wrestler? They do, man. <laughs> they do, and they I, do do that uh, yeah. all the time. It's yeah. I asked about whenever I did the one with Don the Don, you did the Don Rock. Morocco, yeah. Tyson let me have that. Thank you very much. And uh, I asked him. I said, "Hey, what about the Maritimes guys?" And he's like, "Oh, I was there." Like you asked them some, and then they kind of like they almost get excited when you ask them a question that they haven't had to answer a billion times. They're like, "Yeah, I was there," and they even remember. He remembered the dates. Oh yeah, I was up there in ninety. Three or ninety two or something like that with Sean and all that, like yep. just well, totally remembered it. Oh, nice place we stopped. I've him. had a couple experiences yeah. like that, so I, I've prided myself on I, I got to ask them something different. So I asked Lita about music, yep, because I thought she's gonna it's gonna be all wrestling, wrestling, wrestling. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're all gonna talk about the one match on Raw that they you know what I mean. They <laughs> yeah, yeah. The house she, like she broke herself. Do you remember that time? And then yeah, that's like, what they do. And then you went under the ropes. And sure then you enough, came off the ropes. Yeah, remember you landed on your face? Do you remember that? Did that hurt? <laughs> and, no, and jumping into the, the ring, landing on my face is fine. They're fans and they're excited. And yeah. that's what they remember, right? Yeah. So I don't want to be... Yeah, they're going to get the same question 10 times some, today. Put some thought into it. So like with, with, I met Sergeant Slaughter and he asked where I was. And I said, I'm in New Brunswick. And he brought up, oh, that's Grand Prix country. Yeah. Yeah. And he said, so where, I said, Miramichi, he said, what would I know there? Where would I, I don't think I've ever been to Miramichi. I said, well, you probably would have been to Moncton. And he remembered, we had a whole conversation. Moncton, that's the one, that's the, the city with the great big mall, right? <laughs> Something place. He remembered. That's yeah. crazy. He said, he, yeah, we were at the, Mick Foley was the same thing. I asked him how. Uh, yeah, when we met him, yeah. I asked him about when I, instead of bringing up a wrestling thing, I asked him about when we met him years before. He knew how far we traveled and. It turned into a whole, oh, every summer, my dad used to drive us up. We used to go to uh, Peggy's Cove, and yeah. he spent all his time. So with, with Brett, when I met Bret Hart, I asked him specifically about Leo Burke. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sure. And that was the one question that he, it's funny, the guests before me, they were talking because I'm on, it's on a stream yard, right? So I'm backstage here in the private conversation that we're going to have to hurry these up. Then I'm the next one, and I'm thinking, okay, now it's my turn, and we got to hurry we these up. We have to hurry up, right? Yeah. Which happened to me with DDP before too. Yeah. And uh, I brought up, so listen, I I, I won't keep you because I hear you. You've got to hurry up, and there's a big lineup. But I'm wondering if you have any good memories of Leo Burke. And he kind of sat back in his seat for a second. He said, "Now that's a name. I haven't whole long story, one that I can't repeat on here. Yeah, no, <laughs> right? But no. I think he appreciated being asking something different." different. I, yeah. He wasn't being asked about the screw job again. He wasn't yeah. getting asked about. It was like Leo Burke. Haven't heard that name in a long time. There's yeah. a lot, you know what I mean. And I think they neat. like that. Yeah, they like the different. Yeah. Something you, different. Yeah. And it's it's just and it's just a human thing. It's like when you talk to people and it, they're more willing to talk to you if it seems like you put thought into what you've said. Yeah, it's like you know? oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. It, it's, had it's, it planned out thought like a thoughtful. Yeah. Yeah. Sure enough, the guys are all nice guys, but like. 
there was four people that went before me with Lita last night. Yeah. And three out of the four asked very similar. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, what's yeah. your best memory of WrestleMania 22? <laughs> and she's honest with like, where was that? Which one was that? Yeah. <laughs> she was in a bunch of them, right? Yeah. The one with Edge, and, and she said, "Oh, the one with Edge and, and Mick." She said, "Yeah, that was that was great." My memory of that, I remember being there. <laughs> and the guy's like, "I'm sorry, I'm nervous." She said, "Well, I remember, you know, setting the table on fire for them, and <laughs> yeah, thank I you. was there. Like, what what do you want her to say, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. it's it's it's. I was there. I did it. I don't know. People get nervous and yeah. stuff. Like, oh yeah, but it's, that's yeah. Well, you meet some of that's your hero, right? Your brain, somewhat sometimes does drop into absolute yeah. neutral. I tried and tried and tried to get Jill on. Yeah, I tried to get Jill to do. I said, "Come on with me. Come on with me. no." Because yeah. <laughs> to her. Her with Lita would be me meeting Chris Jericho, right? Yeah. Oh, I wouldn't yeah. know what to do with myself. No, yeah. no. Yeah, like that, that'd be my one person that like... Like I apparently, <laughs> I apparently snubbed Jordan Drutus. That's how I reacted. Oh my gosh, how have we never talked about that on here? Oh, I think it's been... It has to have been... No. I think it's been talked about. No, I don't think so. I don't really? think so. It's like the Bork thing too. I think we talked about it one time and said, and that's a story for another time. I think we moved on because we talked about getting there. <laughs> we got there real early and then never said what happened. I think. I think poor maybe. Gary missed all. Of oh the, man! I, I got to what eat. a fluke thing. You <laughs> were starving. That's way cooler. <laughs> Tell us what you ate, Gary. <laughs> Gary's like, I ate a. Oh, so five of us drove up. Why to did see. we go that early? It was, I don't know. Did, <laughs> did we just like we royally were, miscalculate we the were, time that it would yeah. take us to? We were there like six hours early. What? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, we were there like in like around noon. <laughs> this is for Dream Theater. Yeah, okay. went to Quebec City. Went hey. there early. Hey, give me that. I actually knew. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There you go. And uh, we were there real early, and it was one of those deals where we could hear sound checks, <laughs> but we knew the band's bus wasn't there yet. But like, yeah, that's like I want to point out when we pulled into the <laughs> the call the call safe parking lot. There was zero vehicles. <laughs> there was no staff vehicles. No, no. You could walk like in the nothing. front door, but you couldn't go any further. And it was like, okay, well, we'll go for a walk. The, the scalpers were already driving around, though. Yes. Oh, they were already driving. <laughs> oh, boy. So Gary and Heather went to get a bite to eat real quick because there was a, was it a mall nearby or something, Gary, that there's something like I think, a food court thing? Like yeah. a food court thing. And yeah. I think at it that was point. On the, Property of the Olympic thing there. Yeah, well, that's and, right. And we're fanboying pretty hard, but there's nobody around. But there's but in, nobody around, right? No. But in my mind, I thought, well, if there's somebody around and it's like early afternoon, they're going to be here soon. They have to get here. So we'll probably, right? <laughs> maybe they'll pull in while we're here. What are, and what are the chances? And if they don't, they don't. And to be, me and Gary have had a similar experience where it's like, well, let's just go for it before we go home, right? So we went to Raw and they were filming SmackDown the next day. And it's like, let's go for a walk before we drive home. We got to drive through Halifax anyway. Drove into Halifax. Holy cow, there's the big show. <laughs> yeah. right? Funaki. Like, Funaki. <laughs> and, uh, like, and there's all these, you know, wrestlers are getting out and walking in and they're driving around and like, like it, it does happen, right? Yeah. So Gary and Heather leave to get something to eat. And I feel like Gary for a minute like really didn't believe us when he came back. That it all went down. <laughs> but uh, we're standing outside of, a, of the Coliseum. And we're in like the back, it, what seems like it could be the back entrance yeah because it's not like they label those things it's, yeah yeah so we're standing around the back and sure enough uh a bus pulls in <laughs> i think it was it was two of them two buses pull in one's crew and stuff i think right yes yeah so they would have been all set up and they would have been coming from a hotel yeah but the the two buses pull in and and they uh, park like right next to us like they pull in right oh, yeah, right by like we're standing there yeah and we're like, like, like holy crap and uh <laughs> james labrie gets off the bus yeah. And no bones about it. Hey, what's going on, fellas? And walks up to us. Yeah. We don't have to hand him at all. Like, like, like <laughs> hand him at all. Like, He's there, shakes all our hands, talks about the Leafs game the night before. Which, which yeah, exactly. Look, like, like, looking back on it, he, he looked, I, he did a double take. He probably knew what time it was and was like, well, there's only six of them there. It'll literally take me 30 seconds to talk. Yeah, like, to be fair. <laughs> and then I can go in. If there's 100 fans, but, like, there's just a couple of them. I'll say hi, right? Yeah. yeah. And uh, John Myung got off the bus next and waved. Yeah. And I near passed out. And you almost died. And, uh, and so Jeremy <laughs> is in full-on... I'd bet money. You don't even remember what you said. I, I don't know. I, I, no I honestly idea. think he had a blackout, come to Jesus, the whole bit moment. <laughs> I think talking to James him. walked straight to me first. 
Shook all her hands. And, and I was like just shaking his hand. And t- to me, he was there for like an hour. <laughs> and it was only like 10 seconds. This, this next part, like, uh, you, you people need to know that, I can't say you people, Don Cherry got fired for that. I just get kicked <laughs> off the <laughs> You, but like what, what you need to know happened. Jeremy is so enveloped in this conversation. <laughs> Here comes Jordan Rudis. Which I didn't even see. Arguably the best keyboardist in the world, right? <laughs> Walks up, shakes my hand. Hey, guys, I'm Jordan. Nice to meet you. And shakes my hand. <laughs> then shakes Nathan's hand. <laughs> shakes Metal Fliss's hand. Yeah. <laughs> which we can get on in a second. Metal right? And then Jeremy's talking <laughs> to James Labrie, and Jordan Rudis leans in and goes, nice to meet you. I'm Jordan. Jeremy goes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Waves his hand at him. Go and away. I mean, completely snubs Jordan Rudis. <laughs> like, full on. Yeah, yeah. Waves his hand at him. And afterwards, we're walking away. Gary and Heather show up. I swear, 30 seconds after they walk into the yeah. building. Like, I'm, if you're one minute earlier, you meet James Lebrie. That is how Man, quick that goes in. you Jordan Rudis if you're right. one minute earlier. <laughs> the whole bit. And we're walking away, and, like, Jeremy's on cloud, because he worships the ground, Dream Theater walks on. He's on cloud. That is so cool. We just met James Lebrie. That is so cool. I cannot believe I just met James Lebrie. And Nathan finally says, and Jordan Rudis. <laughs> no, Jamie And Jeremy's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, no, we didn't. I was like, yeah, buddy. Like, I just shook Jordan Rudis' hand. Like, I don't know. Like, Jeremy's like, yeah, he, here? But he, Jeremy's like, still, like, we go into the concert five hours later. He's like, boys, no, like, screw off. No, we didn't. I, I, no, we didn't. I was that way You're for lying. like 10 years. You're lying. <laughs> I, like, I had to get all the way to the point of I had children and could say, Jeremy, I swear on my kids. <laughs> we met. Jordan Rudis shook my hand and introduced himself. You're like, oh. Yeah. No, I did, but I'll never feel like, yeah, yeah. Because he was kind of off to your right a little bit, like over your shoulder, and you're like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Go away. I don't, I have zero, I can't remember. I remember Jeremy James Debris walking up, and then we were at the concert six hours later. That's what I remember. <laughs> totally blacked out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, Go away. Yeah, go. Can't you see I'm talking to James Debris here? Go away. So he must have went in. While James asked if we wanted the picture, because yep. that all went on. Oh, he was gone. He walked in, yeah. And then James said, do you want a picture? Yeah. After you snubbed him. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> it still hurts, boys. It and then the hurts. stranger who's around, too, hops in a picture with me and James Labrie. <laughs> I don't know this guy. Walks away and says, if you could email that to metalfliz at hotmail.com. <laughs> Well, let's let's expand upon that a little bit. Like, the guy was hanging around by himself, and then, uh. <laughs> then he jumps in the picture. <laughs> oh no! First, it was first it was you and Nathan were going to get a picture with James Labrie after after me and him did, but then <laughs> I think Nathan gave you the camera. Well, because someone had to take it, right? To be so fair, Nathan had a camera. It was Nathan's camera. Yeah, <laughs> you took the one of me and Nathan with James Labrie, and then, and then the guy jumps in. How did? No, wait. How did that go? Well, like I'm not even mad. It's like you're fanboying at the time, yeah. right? Because it's James Labrie. You can't believe you're meeting. But it's like, would you guys like a picture? And both of you are like, that'd be great. And Nathan just gives me his camera. Yeah. So I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm taking right. this picture, like. I guess not me. <laughs> right? I'm but like no one's thinking at the time. It's just I, I can't believe this is happening. I want a picture with him. Well, obviously no one's thinking. I'd so, the greatest pianist on the so planet. Jeremy doesn't bring it up. Nathan doesn't bring it up. I didn't get a picture with him. Do you know who brings up? James Labrie yeah. looks at me and yeah. says, would you like a picture? Man, that'd be great. So Nathan takes his camera back and goes to take a picture of me and James Labrie. Oh, and Metal man. Fliz just jumps in the picture, too. <laughs> like, dude, we will take one. Like he, like, he was there the whole time. You could have offered to take it. And all three of us could have got one with James Labrie. You could have said, guys, can I get one? We could have taken one of you with James Labrie and sent it to you. But forever, it's me, James Labrie, and this complete stranger that will forever be known as Metal Fliz. <laughs> 
The picture you have, you cropped him out, didn't you? Heather did that for me. Heather framed up a real nice dream theater, 2000, whatever year it was. And like, 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 like James's shoulder is cut right off. Metal Flizz must have been like, like, hugging right onto him. Like, so it looks like it's just me and Uh, me and James. But I met him too. I think he hung out with us for like two or three hours after that. He was like, saw us. But the thing that like you didn't care is because he, he he immediately started bragging. He's like, "Oh yeah, this is like the 25th time I've seen them. I've seen them in Europe, I've seen them in South America." It's like, "Dude, pretty good chance you have other pictures." <laughs> <laughs> you like I like Yeah, how many times have you guys come? This is first my first time. That's my first time. I'm freaking out. <laughs> I have no manners right now. I've lost all my manners. That's the terrifying thing. You become I snubbed Jordan Rudis. And you become this rude arsehole. <laughs> you snub people. You don't offer to take pictures. It's terrible. <laughs> don't meet people. You become a terrible person. <laughs> Jerry's like, you block you. You do <laughs> you do things that you don't speak of. <laughs> well, wait, like you, that was that all happened. We never saw John Petrucci. No. He must have walked in while something no, man, was happening. He teleported. Because <laughs> I was watching pretty close. Because John also- Young waved to me, and I didn't know what to do with myself. <laughs> to the point of three days later, I went and bought a six-string Yamaha just like him. <laughs> pretty sure I'm still making payments. <laughs> and, then, and then Mike Portnoy had sticks in his hand, I remember, and he walked in and waved. So he must have been warming up on the bus or something. Or he walked in and waved. Right, and Jordan Rudis, but we never did see John Petrucci. Yeah, my young waved and I bought a six-string bass. <laughs> Yamaha never should have, like, he, they, they should have re-signed him because he's like the Benny Hinn of bass players. He <laughs> like, waved something over me. He pray and three days later, I owned one. <laughs> Just... Healed! <laughs> you will have a six-string. <laughs> <laughs> Music band sales have gone through the roof since John Myung becomes endorsed. He waves at the audience. Everybody leaves. He buys a bongo. <laughs> Jedi mind trick. You will all buy this. <laughs> Stand up on stage. Oh man! I'm gonna pass out. This is why. This is why he. This is why he never talks in interviews. His voice is too powerful. And when he talks, everyone thinks he's quiet. No, no, he sounds like T.D. Jakes. You will buy six string. None of his videos ever finished because people dropped everything to go buy six string <laughs> Oh, man, just like T.D. Jakes, all he has to do is yell the words, the blood, over and over and over. <laughs> yeah. The six-string bass! <laughs> the blood! <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <sighs> I'm so glad we finally talked about that. <laughs> Jeremy's a lit- oh, weight man. has been lifted off of yeah. his shoulders. <laughs> See, oh, now, if, like, if I ever did, like, the <laughs> George Rudis has one of those things where fans come on and talk, I'll be that guy. <laughs> Jordan, you remember that time I came to you? I'm sorry, Jordan, I'm sorry! <laughs> I just cut it off. All right, on to the next person. <laughs> I mean, they meet so many people. Uh, yeah. You oh, wonder yeah. what they remember. Yeah. yeah but there's really. some stuff they do remember. Yeah. Like, like... There was an interview with Vince McMahon that he's met like like hundreds of thousands of people over. He can't remember them all. Yeah. But he does remember this one guy in a hotel that was so nervous after meeting him, he walked into a glass coffee table and the thing just shattered. <laughs> <laughs> and here he was. And like, but he remembers it because he's standing there like, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Like, you remember that stuff. There's no way you forget that one. Couldn't, couldn't describe the guy to you. Don't know what he looks like. But I remember this one fan walked right through a glass coffee table. <laughs> meanwhile, meanwhile that guy somewhere going, oh, that was me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Uh, what about, what about, he, he does this uh, a lot, though, because when we met Ray Bork, 
we were all. <laughs> he does this a lot. He does. This is like this isn't this is Jeremy. Cameron's Jello. pointing at me. <laughs> like seriously, we we <sighs> got to all go to an alumni game. It was my birthday gift, and my wife got us all to go. And it was a meet and greet after at Boston Pizza. So after not a sponsor, not a sponsor. <laughs> uh, so anyway, we were going, and everybody's getting their autograph, and like we all got jerseys, and it was like Ray Bork, Ray Bork. Jeremy sits down. You couldn't make it out to Jeremy. We're all like, really? Like, we're all embarrassed? He goes, sure, bud, no problem. To Jeremy, best wishes, Ray Borg. This is like novel written on a jersey. Yeah, but, it was, but it was the cute I don't little, like, that. you know, my, my last name's Borg. Yeah. <laughs> We you don't understand. Scribble. We get this little scribble, and Jerry gets like this paragraph yeah. on his jersey. I do kind of remember that. The whole time in the line, I'm like, don't say your name's Bork. Don't say your name's Bork. Don't say your name's Bork. For like 40 minutes, however long we're in line, I sit down, and he starts writing it out. Can you make it out to Jeremy? Well, same Spark, too. <laughs> He's like, uh-huh. I'm like... I'm sorry, Brad. <laughs> I don't know what happens to me in those unless uh, I drop I my phone. I don't know what happens to me in those Because <laughs> when I sat down with Ray Bork, I remember Cameron turned yeah. me up. I put my arm around him and everything. Like, so, oh, yeah. take a picture. Yeah. Yeah. This is me and my BFF, oh, Ray man. Bork. Yeah. Yeah. I wish I was cool. I'm not cool. It Anything must be but nerves, cool. Jay. It but I'm not. Nerves. Yeah. It is nerves because I don't act like myself. No, yeah. you don't. I don't act like I'm nervous, but yeah. I'm not acting like myself. <laughs> it's like you're, you're going on the biggest date in yeah. your life you've <laughs> ever been on. It's true. Ray Bork, he's so hot. <laughs> <laughs> what am I going to do? <laughs> yeah, it's it's not good. It's not good what happens. Uh. Man. Boys. Man. All right. Yeah. Well, we've got to, <laughs> we've got push topics. Push topics. Well, we got 20 minutes. 20 minutes to do it. <laughs> 20 minutes to do bush topics. Yeah, yeah. Right. Bush topics. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to actually put it in this time. Okay, good. <laughs> you should leave that too though. Oh my god. Um we <laughs> there's some good ones here, boys. <laughs> <laughs> so this might be like oh, a two parter. Saw- I saw a few of them. There's there's like 13 things here. Um, oh, well, well. We, we will, uh, yeah. Craig wants to know, and I quote, how about boating? Thoughts, wants, experiences, ever fell off a boat? Why do I feel like Cameron would have fallen off a boat if he'd be willing to get <laughs> on one? I don't know. Uh, I don't like water, so <laughs> I don't get in boats. But yes, in high school, I had to learn to canoe. And it was a Coleman canoe, which are the world's tippiest canoes. Coleman. <laughs> the world's. That's, I they think are. They, I think that's right the in the world, boat. They write that right on there. I'll get you, Coleman. <laughs> anyway. The world's tippiest canoes. Canoe. Coleman. <laughs> Sponsored by Coleman. <laughs> so Not anyway, a sponsor. I, I'm sitting here and uh, I have a guy in the back and I'm crazy scared of water. So I'm super nervous. So I'm in the front and there's a guy. I don't even remember his name now. It's scary because I went to high school with him. I don't remember him. Sean, that was his name, Sean. So anyway, we're in there and he, my teacher instructor rolls in and he's like, uh, what's going on? You know, This is like sometime in the spring and the water's high and the water is super cold. So this guy goes, hey, Mr. Schilliger, can I jump in the water? And I mean, the water's got to be like, <laughs> we're clipping like, 40, 50, like, it cold water. I think I see this coming. <laughs> Mr. Silliker goes, I guess Mr. Silliker goes, well, can you get out of the canoe without flipping it? He goes, well, I don't know. So he hops up in the back seat, does two jumps, and bails on me. Just jumps. And I'm in the front of the canoe going, where did he go? And he's going swimming. <laughs> of course, when he hits the water, he realizes how cold it is. But what I don't realize is that Mr. Silliker has pushed my canoe away from said individual. <laughs> I'm like, what? What, what what is going on? And all of a sudden, I look, Mr. Schilliker goes, yeah, you need to get back to the shore. I'm like, why? He goes, because he ain't getting back in the boat. And when he hit the water, all I hear is, ah! He goes, start swimming. <laughs> <laughs> oh. That's why he pushed the canoe. Well, I'm super nervous. And I'm like, just to get in the front of the boat, like I'm like death knuckle grip and holding the front. So I have to get up and go to the middle of this big canoe, like a... <laughs> like a four or five person canoe and I have to try to bring it back by myself scared to death I'm like crawling <laughs> on the bottom of this boat and I'm trying to get to the center bar and I'm just I'm shaking trying to get over it and my teacher's like 
just get over. Hurry up. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm definitely scared. He goes, well, hurry up. And like the boat's rolling and rocking. And I'm like, finally got to the middle and I like just paddled as hard and as fast as I could to get back to the shore. I was like, <laughs> he's like, wow, you got back quick. I'm like, yeah, fear is a wonderful motivator. <laughs> <laughs> I thought for sure you're going to say you paddled on one side and realized you'd gone in a circle for like 20 minutes. <laughs> no, no. When I, I was that scared, I was like, "Listen, I'm getting to the shore. And I'm getting there now." That's funny because we used to do when I was in high school. Actually, I do this with Brad Gary all the time. When we were out in the canoe, we would do it on purpose. So we'd we'd do what they'd call gunnel bogging. So you'd stand up on the gunnels of the canoe. <laughs> And rock her back and forth, and the first one to fall loses. <laughs> the, the thing is, you, there is no winner, because no. when one guy goes, so do you. <laughs> the whole canoe you hit first. No, you hit first. <laughs> there is no winner. Cameron yeah. scared to death. We were doing it on purpose and then trying to crawl back in the canoe. Oh, <laughs> Let's man. do that again. Oh, no, I never flipped the canoe because I was so scared. Yeah, we were flipping her on purpose. Nope, wouldn't do it. Yeah. Until she takes on water. She's all fun and games. <laughs> well, so speaking of that, have I got a boat story for you? <laughs> not a boat person. You know, to answer the question, not really, like, just, you know, not really on them a whole lot. Maybe someday when I'm retired to get a pontoon boat, that'd be cool. Retired in a pontoon right? boat. Right? Right? I've been in a pontoon boat. Go see his boat. buddies in Jamaica. <laughs> yeah. We'll jump in the pontoon and head down to Jamaica. But, uh... Not a big boat. So, anyways, a couple of years ago, my wife's uh, cousin, uh, they're, they're, so her family on her father's side is all from Grand Manan, which is a island of lobster fishing. Anyway, so he calls me to go. So he says uh, we kind of joked about going lobster fishing. So one one time, he actually calls me. He's like, "Well, I need a guy." He's like, "Do you want to do it?" I'm a like, guy. "You, you, you, uh, you know, like you've heard all of my background. Like, I don't, I don't know anything." <laughs> I'm useless. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, we'll teach you. It's no problem. We just, you know, come down, extra, right? We just need a body. <laughs> we just need someone. Yeah, that was his point, right? Yeah, I don't care. You can be stupid. It's fine. And so I was like, so he's like, we need you to come down for a week and do it. So I just kind of thought about it. I'm like, all right, well, uh, anyways, it pays pretty good. It's a good pay, good paying job. Um, so I was like, well, I'll, I'll take like a week off work. Like it was like months in advance. So anyways... So I agree to do it. I'm going to go down for a week. And I'm just like, oh, man, like, what did I get myself into? Because, like, my father-in-law, who's, who used to go down and do it for years, he's like, oh, yeah, you throw up all the time. <laughs> and, like, it's super rough. Like, you get thrown around. Like, your, your family's in You know how yep. this stuff goes, right? So I'm like, oh, I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't have did this. <laughs> so I get down there, and the the traps are... Pretty much all loaded because they have other crew that come back every year. So the, the 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 lobster boats is completely loaded with traps and like it's like I I can't even describe. It's just a mountain. Like it looks like it There's looks depth. like there shouldn't be that many on there. When you see it, <laughs> oh like, yeah, when it goes right, out. oh when yeah, it, when it's setting day, yeah, I don't know what you mean, right? Like the opening of the season. So when you get on this boat, it's like there's no room. Like you have to sort of like you climb over the mountain to get to the. Like, to get in to sit down and whatever and, like, couldn't pay me enough. <laughs> well, I mean, I've had zero exercise <laughs> in the 10 years leading up to this moment, right? So, like, I climb over this thing once to get to the back where we're, like, we're getting ready to go out. And I've got all this gear on and, and uh, like, I don't know, like, just a fish out of water. No joke, I guess. <laughs> and uh, bum I climb over this mountain. I almost pass out. I'm like, <gasps> <laughs> and they're just all like getting ready to go, you know, checking this and that and whatever. And we're waiting. Cause it's like a very, like, it's almost like a race. It's not a race, but like it everyone has to leave at the same time it, it, in order for it yeah. to be fair. It's a race. So that you can get to the place you want to put your traps. And once you have that place, it's your place. Yeah. But they have to do it in a fair way. So everyone gets a fair shot at the, at the area that they, anyway. So, anyways, the boats take off, and off we go, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm still, like, panting from just getting on the boat. <laughs> and we're supposed to spend the next 14 hours throwing traps in the water. 14 oh, hours? Oh, it's long yeah. days, oh, yeah, man. It's super long days. And these traps are, like, they're, like, 100 pounds. They're huge. Like, they're 100 pounds a piece. Oh, yeah, because they got to be weighted. To, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then everyone's, like, just kind of, you know, whatever, and I'm sitting there, like, I'm like, I wonder... 
how disappointed they're going to be with me. <laughs> I wonder I wonder if I'll ever be allowed to come back again. <laughs> anyway, so so the side story is the boat that we were on, uh, they had had some work done to actually extend the boat. So it was, um, I forget, it was like six or eight feet longer, and they had these two compartments that were in the back for storing stuff. Uh-oh. Anyway, so <laughs> so we, we, made, we, we put out, I think it was one or two trawls. They call them trawls, like these long strings of traps that, you know, and there's a buoy at each end. And so they know where it is. The they know where it is when they go back. Yeah. So I'm kind of like, okay, I get the process. It's actually, it's like, okay, it's not bad. It's actually the climbing over the mountain, which you don't have to do all the time. That's the part that really sucked. <laughs> But like, okay, all right, getting into this. So anyways, we get to like the third trawl or whatever. And it's it's all strategically stored in this new compartment that's in the back of the boat. So, and it's like super rough. This was like a year first. So you're getting on the thing and the weather's super bad. And they're like, oh, it's usually not this bad. Like, this is one of the worst I've ever seen. It. And you're like, super. <laughs> I'm pumped up, boys. This is great. Woo. Uncharted territory. Here we go. So it's super rough and like you're slammed off the walls and like I found out I actually have a pretty good sea legs because I didn't I didn't throw up one time. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I was getting thrown around. So I'm thinking like oh, I'm doing pretty good. Anyway, so we take the hatch off of this compartment and it's in the back of the boat and it's like super, it's super rough and we're trying to throw and we're out I think like, I don't know, seven or eight miles out <sighs> into the into the. Pretty much into the ocean, in, into the Pacific Ocean. You're out at the mouth of the Bay of Fundy. Pacific. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, wrong one. Wrong, Man, wrong you guys ocean. Went far <laughs> we, went, we went seven or eight miles. We were at the Pacific Ocean, Atlantic Ocean. Sorry. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, um, so we're putting, so we're we're getting the traps out and all this, and we're boats rocking. Water kind of washes in, washes out, washes in, washes out. And we start to realize that this compartment that's in the back is like half full of water. Oh. And like, where it's like, oh, okay. So I'm just kind of like looking around to look at other people. And I'm like, are we uh, taking on water? Are we worried? Are we worried now? You tell me if we're worried. <laughs> the Pacific Ocean water is very heavy. Uh, <laughs> anyway, moron. Anyway, um, uh, so, like, very quickly, like, the guy who was, like, the lead guy, and then Chris is uh, my wife's cousin. He's, like, the son of the guy that's captaining the boat. You know, that's, like, very quickly it becomes, like, we're in trouble here. Like, the, the boat is, like, literally starting, starting to, to go down. Like, oh, the back end is, wow. is starting to go down. And, like... Panic? Well, Panic. it's Panic. weird. So much like, much like you putting it in like ninth gear and getting back to the, you, you like the adrenaline starts going. Yeah. Yep. And you're just kind of like, like he just, he's also a volunteer firefighter. So he knows how to direct people. And he just started screaming. When the waves come in, you got to pull the gate. When it comes out, you got to let it down and whatever. And he's like screaming. You're just like, okay. And like, whatever. <laughs> It, like, I could break this all down. We, we, we had to throw traps overboard to save weight. Like, just throw them overboard. Oh. Under, like, throw traps. Just You know how expensive they are. Yeah. We're just throwing them over, You right? know you're in a panic situation when they start throwing traps. Yeah, and he's yelling <laughs> at his dad. He's like, all ahead, hammer, hammer, hammer. Because, like, the boat is, like, angled the back end if it's down in the water. Well, if it's down in the water and you yep. keep it full throttle, it'll sort of push it, like, up. Yeah. And it so keeps it up. We're yeah. just literally going in circles, like at full speed, like trying to like push, push up out of the water. And like I, at the worst of it, I had boots on that were almost up to my knees, and the water was over the boots, going into my boots. Oh. It was up to my kneecaps, oh. and uh, I like I, was, I looked up. <laughs> I remember just looking up. Simple. This is when it pays to have a simple mind like mine. <laughs> I looked up and I'm like, I think that's like a flotation thing up on the top there. So. We should be fine. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so we fight this thing. And, like, at some point, so Russell, the captain, he'd called Mayday, like, to the Coast Guard. Like, we're, we're, our boat is going to sink. <laughs> Poor wow. Jeremy. So, it's my first day. Yeah. First, first day of ever doing this. And this is going on. I don't know how much time passed. At some point, I looked up. And, like, there was nobody around. And at some point, I looked up. There was, like... Maybe like eight, 
seven or eight boats had all responded to the call. Converged on you. Yeah. Yeah. And came over, which on setting day is a big deal. You literally leave your spot. Oh, they bailed planned. on their spots to, yeah, you don't, yeah. Then you left that up for grabs to come help somebody out. That's a big deal to leave that because well, yeah. that's, that's their not, livelihood. Yeah. yeah, right. That's your life. That's a huge deal. And I remember seeing that. I'm like, well, I think we're not going to die now. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're not going to die now. So anyways, we finally get the thing under control. There was a bilge pump that get going and we finally got it enough weight thrown off and we get the thing, the boat stabilized and, and, uh, but now we like basically have to head back into shore and like, I don't even know what's going to happen. So <laughs> like every, the other boats had kind of peeled off and like, it's, everything's kind of under control. We're going to go back shore and I don't know what's going to go on. So we're just like sitting in the back and everyone's just kind of like in shock as to what just happened. Cause there was, there was, there's other details where there was a guy who had to crawl under this mountain of traps to plug these scupper holes and like if that if those traps had collapsed on him, him, they would have died. Yeah, like he would have killed them. And he was like underneath there. And anyway, it was pretty harrowing. And uh, so we're just all kind of just heading back in. We probably takes an hour to get back to, to back back in there. And uh, I'm sitting there talking to this guy who come down from uh, he comes down from Cape Breton every year. I'm like, so uh, what was your name again? <laughs> 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 we're just sitting there and like we're soaked and everything's soaked and frozen and like we're kind of chatting and it's like well this is their livelihood like when we go home we don't get to like get the day off like we have to reload what we can and go back out yeah, yeah. we have to like they have to this is the biggest money making day of the year for them they need to do this yeah so like you're just kind of like still in shock you're just kind of regrouping whatever so we get back to shore and I'm like kind of looking and I'm like, what is, what is that? And I look, and I swear, and now Graman is, is not, the, not that big. I swear, every single person in Graman was lined from as far as you could see all along the whole coast. Because they were on the radio. Because and everyone knew what happened, and the news spread like wildfire. We pull back in, and people are shoulder to shoulder looking at us, and they're like, People are Jeremy's crushed. first day. It's like when the soldiers came yeah. home. Yeah. I, know. <laughs> I thought like we had just come back from Normandy. <laughs> like we made it. Like uh, anyway, I shouldn't draw that comparison, obviously. But like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. And like people are crying. And like uh, Chris's wife, she comes flying down. And like that, that's when it hit me. It's like, we were, oh, we, we, we might have died. Yeah, we okay. were in big we trouble. We were in big trouble. And then like this is when the, <laughs> you, you joke about things when things are very bad because that's how you deal with stuff and i was like oh i'm a first day not bad <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it could only get better from it here only get better from here <laughs> and they were so they were so nice to me they were like like you you like you can go home you don't have to stay like I, no one would blame you if you wanted to go home <laughs> and i was like no oh no no i mean i said i'd you guys need someone i said i'd be here we'll you know regroup and whatever and we'll go back out and do it so, anyways, that's my one. Well, at that point, you're thinking like, I got this because far. it's like, well, yeah, I can be nervous and I can be whatever else, but like you said, like it's, it's literally it's drop day and this happened. Yeah, yeah. Like what a fluke. Well, yeah. that's it. Like it was a day of firsts. Like that's never happened. A lot of that never happened before. And now you see the funny thing is for him, all that went wrong and all the bad stuff happened. So then the next time he went out, it was probably like. This is nothing. This oh, is just the, like well, a simple. I was just about to say, yeah. we went out and everything went normal. Yep. And it was fine. It was like, well, it literally can, I mean, unless we died, it cannot get worse than that. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, so that was my one week of lobster fishing, so that's my boat story. Holy and uh, I, I actually, uh, I guess, confession, I never told, I never told my mother that uh, because she would have. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she. Yeah, I don't know what would have happened. I never told her that story because she she wouldn't have taken it well. <laughs> so she she will not know it. Wow. So, yeah. yeah. Well, I went gunnel bogging with Brad on a canoe. <laughs> Winner. Round one to Jerry. <laughs> the lake anyway. had leeches. <laughs> And they're gross. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, he uh, Chris sent me pictures there. It was not that long ago. There was he just happened 
I don't know how he got a hold of him. Someone must have sent him. It was from one of the other boats. And he, he just, like, I never text him. He just randomly texts me pictures from this other boat. And the boat is, like, half in the water. Like, the end of it's in the water. And he's like, <laughs> he was like, hey, man, you remember this? Good times. <laughs> if it was tipped back that far, though, it's a wonder he's even got it it's, in the shore. It's, yeah. It's, like, That's nuts. And the only, like, you know, they, when you're a fisherman your whole life, you know how to handle stuff. And, like, I don't even, I can't even wrap my head around how they made all the decisions they did, but, like, it all worked. Yeah. And the boat did not sink with that much water in it, which blows my mind, but. Wow. Anyway, so that's my boat story. Holy so, uh, sorry, that basically took all of our time. <laughs> well, there you go, Craig. Hope you're happy. Hope you're happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anyway. So would you say your mind was emptier when you met Labrie or when you were about to die in the ocean? <laughs> Strangely enough, it was more empty when I met Labrie. I mean, that's something wrong with me as a person. When my life wasn't threatened at all, I lost all my brain power. <laughs> uh, yeah, wild stuff. Well, guys, on that note, <laughs> thanks, thanks for, for listening. Thanks for being here with us as we're here with ourselves for the first time. For the first time in a while. Please be careful on boats this summer. <laughs> <laughs> if you want lobster fishing advice, don't ask me. <laughs> Make sure you like, subscribe, all that stuff. Thanks for listening, guys. Thank you. Sales have gone through the roof since Sean Myung becomes endorsing waves at the audience. Everybody leaves. They all buy the bongo. Jedi mind trick. You'll all buy this. This is why he never talks in interviews. His voice is too powerful. It's wasting some of your life listening to the Bush League podcast. You must stop what you're doing right now. Like and subscribe and leave a five-star rating. Make sure you follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and like us on Facebook.